Hi, hi, everybody. <laughs> no, don't you start. <laughs> Hello. Who knows? Who uh, knows? This is Sarah Westcott. This is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read, the podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them. I really love the cocktail part. <laughs> Me too. It really just makes the whole thing wonderful. It does. Not that the talking about the books thing doesn't, because I absolutely adore doing that yeah. with you as well. Yeah. And we would be doing this otherwise. Yeah. But, but I love to do it specifically and schedule. Yes. Too. Yeah. And we're also like reading the same book at the same time, yes. which is something I really yep. love because we had never really done that before. Not before book club. It's exciting. But yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And even then, like we would still kind of be off because, you know, like I'm more of a like, I'm going to need to read this right away. And, and you're get more done of with a it. like, yeah, let me, let me read it as I'm driving to book club. Yeah, that would <laughs> exactly. be me. Exactly. Um, so, Katie, how are you? How was your weekend? I'm good. It was nice. It's yeah. I freaking love summer. I really do. It just makes me so happy to me be too. outside and not cold and just in the water floating. I will never complain ever about like how, how hot summer no. is. Like no. there's no reason for that. I'm sorry. Like Mm-mm. we don't get enough of it. We've talked about this before. We do not get enough no. summer in upstate Our summer is like six weeks long. Don't fucking complain yeah. about this shit. <laughs> don't complain. I hate it when I hear people complaining about it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same here. I did like, you know, a whole lot of reading yesterday i was reading our, i was reading, reading our book, book club, club book mm-hmm. for well, t- so book uh, club's not until tuesday so i'm only on page nine right now yeah <laughs> it's sunday <laughs> it's, it's cool yeah i know and I'll um, get it done. you'll get it done you typically do i mean yeah. sometimes you you. i might have, have like 10 or 15 or 30 pages to yeah. finish after yeah. but i do always finish the book even if we talk about it i know i, I always it. feel i hate spoiling you though like i it's yeah, one but, of the worst things ever I, but i want to be part of the conversation i know and i just it's my own doing yeah the biggest procrastinator i know so it happens it happens whatever but um i was reading it and i read more than half of it yesterday and i'm about 90 percent done right now and i'm i'm I'm, it's interesting so i I, i'm looking forward to talking about it for sure on tuesday so that'll be fun um but other than that uh i don't know i i feel like i read another book recently but i can't remember what it was and like i've kind of been in a like a little bit of a slump huh? of reading, yeah. like not reading or not reading as much as I typically mm-hmm. do. Like it's weird for me to not have read the book club book book well before yeah. this. So like, yeah, it's been kind of one of those things. I think like um, I started the time traveler's wife a little bit too late and like, it's a long, dense, it's heavy very, book. Yes, it really is. Yeah. For the yeah. amount of uh breaks there are so yeah. it's not like full pages all the time right exactly um i read his and hers did we talk about that yet briefly i, I think on here no no okay. but i love that book i love alice Feeney. i really I, it do. was very good i, I definitely flew through it yeah I, and it's been one it's been a while since i've had a suspense book where i was just like yeah and i did and i it was good yeah no that she's a really really good writer and um she has a lot of, I think that one's my favorite one of hers, but she has a lot of ones like that with like unreliable narrator yeah. style. All, yep. I think all of her books are basically unreliable narrator. And I, I've always loved that just because it's like, I have no fucking idea what's going on. I love when I, I can't figure out the mystery on my own. Like, because, like yeah, sometimes I do like that. Right. But I like the surprise going in and finding out, holy shit, he was, was totally wrong. Like, totally yeah, wrong. Yeah, totally I, wrong. I, I do... I like the feeling 
very much of being totally convinced that you know who it is. And, and then, then be like, like, fuck, yeah, not that guy. Wasn't that guy. Holy <laughs> shit, it was this one all Okay, along. so then it's definitely got to be this person. And yeah. then be like, mm, nope, you're wrong on that one too. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I, God, I just love mystery books. But So um, I have to tell you, so I, I finished that one real fast and I brought it into work. And um, Kat, who is hosting book club this week yep. um she is an avid reader as well mm-hmm. and i gave it to her and i was just like i know you like suspense and you like fast like give this a shot and she yeah. had never read an alice feeny one either and she flew through it and brought it in she's like thank you for introducing That's me to so my good. next favorite That's author so and i'm good. like awesome and then on the other side of me is a girl named kate and she also reads a lot so basically we have kate katie and Cat, also Kate, yeah, yeah, pr- essentially really in a row in our <coughs> cubicle land that I'll read. So I gave it to her, and she's like, "I'll probably read it in about a day." And I'm like, "Yep, yep, you will." <laughs> yeah, no, you will because there. It's very like those are the kind of things too, especially when there's like more than one narrator and it jumps back and I forth. Love that yes. the back and forth of yes. it's his story and then it's her story and then every now and then, not all the time, they throw in like the actual quote unquote killer. Yeah, that is. You're trying to figure out, is it him? Is it, is her? it her? Is it is somebody, it somebody else? else? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, they have little blurbs in the middle of it. And I just, it makes it go yeah. really fast. I yeah, I like. love that. Because mm-hmm. then you're, like, we've talked about this before. The same thing. Like, when you have that and you have those little pockets, it's like, I can read this really quickly because, like, it's almost like, okay, if I, I it's only two pages. I can yeah. read this. I can yeah. read this. I yep. can keep going with this, yeah. you know? And, like, you never want to stop and put it down. Correct. Which is great. I love that. Um, I will tell you, I think I told you, um, I did read a couple of books. I read Such a Quiet Place by Megan Miranda. Okay. I know I told you about Megan Miranda. I absolutely adore her. She's really good in, like, in the same way as Alice Feeney, in my okay. opinion. Um, I love her books. Um. And I'm also reading like a comic book series that I may have told you about. Yeah, because I saw it. I was, I think you got the last one. Yes. You were opening it. And I was like, yeah. what is this? And you're like, you would love it. Yes. It's an adult comic book. It's and an I was adult like, comic book. And um, it's uh, the authors are Brian, Brian K. Vaughn, I think, writes the story, and Fiona Staples is the artist. And. Um, they the story is basically like this this planet that goes to war with its only moon so like there are people that live on the moon and they're called moonies and then there are people who live on the on the planet of landfall and they have been at war for centuries and like the entire universe has been drawn into this war and then two of them fall in love and have a baby obviously one from each i would assume. one from yeah. yes yeah. one from each yeah. fall in love it's kind of like romeo and juliet in yeah. a way and like and now all of these um place it like people on either side are trying to capture them so they can like get this baby that they made together and whatever and like because if people realize that you know two people from this different places can fall in love like that will just apparently explode the universe or whatever you know yeah it's such a good story super adult like graphic uh uh pictures and i'm absolutely loving it is there actual penises Oh, yeah. Or penis eye? Yes. Penis is- there's plenty. There's plenty of boobs. There's plenty of dick. <laughs> <laughs> I And and the, the best part to me is, like, it's just, it's a fantasy story. And I love that. And I love that I'm looking at it as I'm reading it. Like, I'm seeing You don't have to it. visualize exactly. it. Exactly. It's, like, right there in front of me. It's very cool. I totally recommend it. Um, I don't know exactly how many issues there are out now, but I'm on volume... F- I think I bought volume six this week. Uh, and so I'm waiting for that to come. And like each volume has like five chapters in it. 
Okay. And the chapters are obviously the comic book like yeah. chapter. Okay. You know what I mean? So they just put them in or whatever. But uh, I think that there are 10 out and 10 volumes out right now. So and they're still ongoing. Like they still write this. Comic. You're buying them. Well, I'm buying them. Yeah. Like I got I was um, introduced. So I, I listened to this podcaster, these two podcasters that I absolutely adore, like for all of my they did this. Um, they did the Harry Potter. They did the Marvel Universe. They did Game of Thrones. They just literally talk about this stuff nonstop. And um, they started talking about this thing. And I was like, well, this sounds really interesting. And I love everything that they love. So why don't I give when, this a shot yeah. and see if I enjoy it? And I did. Maybe so. I'll borrow that first one. Yeah, you should. You can borrow the first five. I'm, I'm done with the first five. So okay. if you want to remind me and you can take them. I'll just start with one. <laughs> probably smart, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Because it, it is a little out there uh, and weird, too. Well, but. speaking of that, so I brought, I bring the kids to the library, and I think Eric feels like every time we go to the library, it's the last time we're going to go to the library. Yeah. So he'll find like the Pokemon books and be like, can we get all of them? I'm like, you're not going to read seven books at any time <laughs> yes. in the near future. Like you're doing great with reading and I love you to death. Right. But we don't need all of them. Mm-hmm. Like they will be here. Right. And Adam was doing the same thing. And it's just, it, he's like, can I get three of them? And I'm like, I, we're five minutes from the library. Like, why don't right. we just take one? Exactly. You read can it, go back. And we'll come back. And yeah. I, he's got two series that he's doing. He did, um, he's doing the 13th story tree house or something like that. Okay. Um, I think Alex gave him the first one and yeah. he read it and it's, it's like 13 and then it goes 26, 39. So it's 13 oh, yeah. for the difference or whatever. Yeah. And he's on 70, 78, I think. Okay. Well, um, that's cool. and then the other one is the one I told you about the land of stories. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. loving those. So we were on a hike the other day and I was asking him, I'm like, so what are they about? And he's like, well, it's really cool. It's these two twins. And then he l- was literally narrating me the entire first. I'm yeah. going to start with just the first book. And it was it was a two mile hike. And I think he, for the vast majority of the first was mile, he was the, telling me about the yeah, first book, yeah. which was adorable. But. Oh, I love that. I wish my kids like to read. This is, it's the, it's it the, does, though. He does, but it's a struggle finding something that he wants to pick up and read. And, like, it's also a struggle telling, like, he's not the kind of kid who is going to look bored and he's pick up a book instead he's gonna go towards his ipad or whatever and like that's a lot of my fault like i didn't push it enough or whatever when i should have yeah and but at the same time i'm a person who literally has a book in her hand all All the the time time. yeah like this is something my kids should already have just adopted because they're right there and they can see you do it yeah and and i tell them all the time how how amazing book books are and like whatever but it's just it just is something that they haven't picked up on yet completely and i really hope that in the future that they do because i'd love to talk to my kids Mm -hmm. about books and stuff but whatever anyway (laughs) um well i'm i'm looking at this cocktail so why don't we get into our prologue absolutely um okay so katie we read the time traveler's wife by audrey niffenegger um this book uh was published in september 2003 uh Audrey wrote it as a metaphor for her failed past relationships, basically. Okay. Um, and we can kind of talk about that a little yeah. bit. Um, and there is supposedly a sequel in the works, but she's been talking about this sequel for the last ten years, and like, and it's supposed to be about okay. Alba. Okay. It's supposed to be about I Alba. I like that. Yeah. And like Alba, 
and her traversing I mean, the last, and like the last little piece chapter was her with yeah Henry. yeah okay yeah. I yeah. like that so um I think that's a great idea but again she's been talking about it for 10 years and it still has not transpired yeah. so yeah. um so those are my little facts about this one why don't you give us our reader rundown ah, read rundown. <laughs> this is the extraordinary love story of Claire and Henry who met when Claire was six and Henry was 36 and were married when Claire was 22 and Henry 30 impossible but true because Henry suffers from a rare condition where his genetic clock periodically resets and he finds himself pulled suddenly into his past or future in the face of this force they can neither prevent nor control Henry and Claire's struggle to lead normal lives is both intensely moving and entirely unforgettable yes it is and the New York Times says wonky sexy incredible <laughs> wonky sexy incredible just, I like it's it the first one and I thought it was hilarious um Katie are we drinking a cocktail and what we are we drinking we absolutely are you found this cocktail I did this is a fir- I feel like this is the first one I it actually found it could very well be yeah. it is called a tequila time traveler travel time machine tequila time machine tequila time machine there we go it is. Yeah, yeah um it's tequila lime juice and then it should be uh prickly pear syrup and blood orange juice but because we pick cocktails where you cannot find the ingredients in any <laughs> place, we are drinking it with a blood orange San, San Pellegrino. Is that what yes, they are? Yeah, yeah. So. which actually gave it a lot of its color, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And prickly pear hibiscus tea syrup. That we made. That we made. Yes. So we brewed the tea and then we concentrated the syrup into it and it smelled good. And yeah, we'll see. We go. we're gonna see what happens. Cheers. Let's do this. Ooh. I'm tasting a, a whole lot of tequila. Yep. I definitely got the prickly pear and the orange. Yeah. I'm tasting it. I'm tasting it. It's more like on like the first sip you take is it's tequila. tequila. And then <laughs> the rest comes as it's, it's like traveling yeah. down your no, throat. No, I like basically. it. I think we did good. I think we did good. Not that I have anything to compare it to. But... No, exactly. The, the picture on the recipe is definitely a little bit brighter, but that's probably because it's not blood orange it's, juice. It's blood orange juice. That's not concentrated yeah. by a like water. You yeah. know what I mean? A seltzer yep. water. So, um, yeah, I, it's good. I'm going to drink it. You know what? We have not, not drank one yet. So no. <laughs> because we're stuck in a closet and talking we, about stuff, we, and we might as well drink. We drink them all. Yes. Yep. Um, all right. Let's just go to the story, I guess. Right. The story. <laughs> So this is your (laughs) fourth time reading this? Um, This is actually my third. Okay. This was actually my third that, if I'm remembering correctly, definitely read it once when it first came out. And then I read it a second time, I think after maybe having like Aiden and being up all the time, I was just like, oh, you know, this is one of my favorite books. I'm just going to grab this and and reread it. And after the third, is it still one of your favorites? um, It hit me a little differently this time, (laughs) but I still really do enjoy the story. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful love story that like still touches my, touches my heart, though it did feel a little icky in spots. Just like, I don't know, just being an adult now, Whereas, you know, before I was in my, yeah. you know, you were late, picturing yeah, yourself being 20s. a 16 year old with this older guy coming to visit. Yeah. You and right. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So things have obviously changed or whatever. Um, and the story did feel a little weird in spots where we'll discuss more. But um, yeah. What about you? What did you think? What did you think? So I am very left brained, very logical. 
And I had a really hard time at the beginning of the book being like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Where is he coming from? How is he going back there? How come it's not changing his outlook on things because it's his past, but it's his future? But he's not going always back to his past. Yeah. And it just, as soon as I let go of the fact that I have to read this book because we're going to talk about it on the podcast, it's one of Sarah's favorite books, so it's got to be a good book. And I just kind of like let go of the logic side of trying to understand how it could work and be plausible. It was very enjoyable. It's really not possible to make it logical because, A, this obviously is a illness, his yeah. chrono impairment chrono, or whatever, yeah. chrono impair- displacement or whatever. Yeah. It's a gene. Um, it's, a, it's a chromosomal issue yeah. um, and it doesn't exist. You know no. what I mean? Like in the real world, it doesn't exist. Obviously, it's a fictional story. Yeah. We've read several fictional stories well, where it's like... we assume it doesn't exist. Right, right. We assume that. Yeah. But I think it, it's so interesting to wrap your head around because of the way that claire and henry meet like so we first meet them both when claire is 20 and henry is 28 and like henry has no idea who she is. henry has no idea who she is but she has known him all her life yes for at least the 14 years because she meets first and and he obviously picks up on this fact and realizes oh she must be somebody i know from from the future from like going back and like whatever and um i don't know that whole premise to me immediately like drags me in i did like the fact that he didn't know like he had never gone his future self had never gone back in time to be like you're gonna meet this woman Mm -hmm. and she's effing amazing but there's a reason for that because he doesn't like to tell himself things. Correct. He doesn't like to tell anybody anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some things that he tells people. Like lotto numbers. Stocks. Yeah, they really do. They really do make a killing. <laughs> there's in that a lot situation. of financial. Yeah. He, he, he's got like. Some insider trading bullshit going he's on. He's got but... no problem doing any of that kind of shit. But no. as far as like actually influencing. Life and. Change of events. Yes, but who's yeah. to say that that doesn't actually influence it does in, oh it in absolutely the same does. Way. it has to it has yeah. to it, do, it it wouldn't make sense they wouldn't live in didn't. the house that they knew they were going to live in if he didn't do that yes. so yeah if he didn't say this is not the house for us because yeah. i've pictured us in I've a different seen house it. i've seen, seen it i've stood in the house I stood in and i know exactly what it looks like so i just want to pr- briefly be like just um i just want to kind of go into the prologue really quick not our prologue the book prologue <laughs> 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 I just realized how ridiculous yeah. that would be. Um, like, our first narrator is Claire. And this is another one of those things. Like, we get Claire narration and, and Henry and yep. narration, which makes it really quick and easy read. Yeah. Um, I love, like, our first introduction to Claire because, it, like, she's immediately, her first sentence is, it's hard being left behind. Yes. And we're like, whoa, like, what? Where's, where did yeah, you go? Yeah. Like, what, you know, what this kind of thing is. And, like... And she closes that first that first whole paragraph of like why has he gone where I cannot follow and you have, like you already know just in this little teeny I mean, tiny you know couple what, paragraphs you know in the title yes but you already know like in these just a couple of paragraphs that this is a woman like deeply in love with this person who um has something that leaves crazy her. that leaves yeah. her all the time and you're like what the fuck but like I just I love. Yeah, their first date, number one. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, this is the first day that they meet. And, like, in real, in the real time, in real the real world and everything. Um, Claire meets him when she's six and he's, like, 40-something or 30-something. Yeah, whatever I said. In the I thing. can't remember exactly. 36. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So I did, it took me a little while to realize that I needed to pay attention to the parenthetics at the top of each each yes. section saying yes. how old Claire was, how old Henry was. The date. Then and that yes. and then and that. Yeah. And she, it's very well written yeah. in, in plotted out. It's ridiculously like plotted, Like the timeline yes. of cr- chronological events, which are not chronological, but right. the way she made them. In the book, it, I, it was good. Very good. I, I like how when she first, like, they do that whole date, and then that's when we start learning when Claire actually first met Henry. Yeah. And then it goes, like, basically chronologically through their courtship, in a way, yep. which is kind of icky to sound like. But then some things are left out, and then they're more filled in as the whole story progresses, yeah. when as they're both getting older together. Yes, and, and that was yeah. a large portion of the whole middle of the book, is yes. just these things. And then every now and then, Henry would disappear. Yeah. And then he would come back. But right. while he was disappeared, you would understand something else in the story. Right, right. Um, one of the things that I had a hard time with when Claire was young... So Claire's starting at six. This guy shows up in the middle of the clearing, yeah. which is the, the meadow, spot yeah. in the meadow mm-hmm. where you cannot see it from the house. So she plays there all the time. So that's where he typically shows up. She starts saving him clothes there because he shows up naked every time because mm-hmm. anything that's not attached it. to him, he, he doesn't bring get to bring. Yep. Yeah. So he shows up naked, which is a whole sort of creepy part about oh, showing legit. up to visit a six-year-old, a six-year-old girl. Like, yeah. Here I am! Yeah, you got you any go. clothes? Find me some clothes. Yeah. And the first day, it's a towel. Yeah. Like, she's carrying a towel to bring yeah. down and lay down and read yeah. her book or whatever. And um, So, the thing that I had an issue with, besides the naked man showing up for the six-year-old, is if she can't see the clearing from her house, and a lot of times, yeah, she is there and she's playing... But if he shows up there, how does she know to go to visit him in the clearing? Is that the whole like list That's of dates That's the whole list thing? that he gives okay. her. So, so that that first thing he says, write down these dates. And okay. he dictates her dates that he's going to And he does hear. that all the first time. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe so like each he, of those... maybe he does it as he goes. You know what okay. I mean? Cause like uh, the next one will be, and the next yeah. one will be this. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So do you think that that entire day she's just kind of hanging out in the clearing? The whole time? I think that she probably knows that at some point she needs to go down to the clearing that day. Like, I mean, certainly things, your life gets in the way a little bit and you can't always make the certain, but it sounds like she was there every but time But it's almost he like her. he knows that she'll be there, so that's the days he picks. Yes. And, or, yeah. I don't even know that he has the ability to pick it. You know what's interesting is I would love to know, I would have loved to see those dates, like, like, uh, like literally listed, listed out. out because I'd love to know if he picked if he put the date on there when she was thirteen and we're gonna get to this later but like the ending like yeah. what happened to him you know what I mean like yeah. I'd love to know if that date was on there or if he purposely left it off to the nineteen eighty four date yes like don't come down to the clearing this day he doesn't want her to be there so let's just go there right now okay because I don't fully understand what happened okay I feel like. If I read it again, I would probably get more of it. I understand he showed up at one point in time and then went someplace with her dad and Mark. I feel like they killed him, but I'm not a thousand percent positive it was actually him because of that one other time where he shows up in the clearing and he's there and he hears like yeah, something that sounded like somebody else, yeah. which at that point in time, my understanding is he didn't have feet when he came back. And I just... 
At one point, she saw him walking with her dad and Mark, and I can't put it all together. Okay. I have read it several times, yes. so I think Please that I can... I think connect all my dots. I think I can connect the dots. So when she tells the story more in the beginning of the book, from her point of view, mm-hmm. um, she is laying in bed. I very much like this drink. Oh, you're, you're getting yeah. into it now. You yeah. get into it. Let me take another sip before I start. Okay. What is the word? Proselytizing? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so from her point of view, she's in bed and she hears her name. It's very early in the morning yeah. and she hears somebody yelling her name. Yep. And she runs down to the clearing and she sees her father and her brother decked out in hunting gear with their guns. And Henry is standing with her, with them. With them. Naked. And, no, not naked. I think he's wearing clothes. He's wearing clothes. Like okay. he had gone to the box and found clothes and he okay. was wearing them um, because his brother and his dad were talking to him. Por- portion of the story, she knows that she had heard her name, but she's not sure why. And Henry is back there telling her, just, you know, go. So she goes back to the house like her father and brother tell her to and Henry as well. And then when we hear it from Henry's point of view, we hear it twice from Henry's point of view. We hear one where he's he he knows what's going to happen because he's been there himself already once. And then we hear it again when the Henry that has no feet goes back. So, so two Henrys, two time traveling Henrys, two Henrys at different ages. He can be any like he. We have seen him time travel to then to himself. be to himself and meet up with himself plenty of times. But I feel like every time he usually does that, it's to a point in time where he actually existed and was, not to another Henry that's already time traveled. I mean, I think by this time it's gotten really. He's he's deteriorating, so I okay. think it's really like okay. as stuff is going bit poorly for and him, super stressed out, yes, and that's yes. when his emotions exactly. kick him out of exactly. the normal time frame. Anyway, so okay. the younger Henry is there and he's dressed, and the noise he hears is the Henry that is about to die. Okay, because so the his, footless one, the footless one, and the reason that he dies or is shot is because the brother and the father think that it's an animal. They're out hunting. They shoot and... The wrestling Henry. Yes. They so shoot. that's what he actually dies from. Correct. So he time travels back to the New Year's Eve party when he is shot. And that's why he, like, they, that's how he dies. Okay. He is shot. I wonder how, I would love to know how they explain that to the police. Like, they're yeah. at a New Year's Eve party. He time travels, gets shot, time travels back, and is laying on her on their floor dying, dying. Of, of a gunshot wound. Well, so that same kind of thing happened when he materialized in the kitchen and he was like, so all the, where, all did the, he, where did that come from? Yeah. When was that Henry from? We never saw that. We never got to see that again. So we have no idea, have no what, idea. what it was other than he shows up and he's all bloodied and he had makes like, a mess in the kitchen. Yeah, and he then, had, like he's glass everywhere. Right. But then so when he disappears from that one, that's like the... The glass shards just fly yeah, out of him so, and, like, okay. start, and they scratch everybody else like that are Clarice, around. Clarice, Sharice, Sharice. Yeah, Sharice and Gomez and whatever. Um, I don't like Gomez. Yeah, he's a dick. I, hate, I hated him. I hated him. I, he... He he played his purpose for Henry. Like he, yes. you know, he was a very good friend to Henry, yes. other than the being in love with, you know, being like, in love with Claire. With Claire, but the fact that like he basically told his wife, "I'm just really waiting for Claire. Yeah, I'm waiting for something to happen to Henry. Yeah, because it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and I'm gonna take over for Claire. Yeah, like, that's 
You're Me- icky. It's sad. It's sad. It's very sad. Um, okay. I want to like a couple of things that just kind of stuck out to me immediately. And it was very early on because so right when she meets Henry for the for Henry's first time in her, you know, trillionth or whatever, um, she asks him on a date and he like runs back to his apartment and he's talking about how many locks he has mm-hmm. on his apartment door. First, he says 17. Then he make and says 37. Like he said, he says, I'm unlocking the 17 locks I have. And then at some point he's like, I got to relock those 37 locks. And then at some point he says, I think 117. So I have a question for you, Katie. Do you have an exaggeration number? And if so, what is it? 53. Yours is 53. Yeah. Okay. Mine's 47. Okay. So I was, <laughs> I, this was like a thought experiment because one day I, I'm like, does everybody's exaggeration numbers end with seven? Because mine always ends with seven. No matter what I say, it's typically 47. But any number I say, it's going to end I've seven. definitely said 17. Yeah. Like, if somebody says how many minutes are left and it's not very yeah. many, I'll just be like, it's 17. So, <laughs> yes. So, maybe. So, 53 is a number that I graduate. Gra- not graduate. Yeah. Grad- yeah. You gravitate. Drawn, gravitate. You gravitate. Yeah, that word. Yes, I gravitate towards that number. Um, And then, I like, you know how when you buy a new car... And then all of a sudden you're driving down the road and every car you see is your car in that color. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't think I was buying that. So the number 53, Luke explained to me at one point in time that him and his group of friends growing up realized that 53 shows up all the time. Yeah. 53 shows up. Like, okay. As soon as he told me that, 53 shows up all the time. And it still does. This is true for like, now we're on like 20 something years. Yeah. 53, it'll show up. So that's the one I automatically think is. But when I'm going to say a number... I definitely have said, I on the way home, my kids were like, how far away? How many more minutes? And they were being assholes and joking because we were in our neighborhood and I went 17. Yeah. Yeah. I pull, so, in, the dri- hey. I pull in the driveway and <laughs> I wonder- Adam goes, that was the fastest 17 minutes oh, of my, my life. Oh my God, that's so like, funny. Yeah. No, I'd we're love in the to know. I'd love to know if like the number seven is always, it has some kind of like pull to people that it's like, that's like, whatever. The vast majority of sevens are prime. So that's, yes, that's true. Um, I was sitting at the brewery one day. Although I just, can't say that that's true. Just talking. Anyways, I I was sitting at the brewery just with my sister talking, and she exaggerated. On Friday when, when it, we had beer ice cream floats, no, they were delicious. It, it was much long. It was longer mm. ago, but they were delicious. But um, Ford Orange. Woo. And <laughs> uh, shameless plug. Shameless mm-hmm. plug. Um, and she. We were we were talking about something I can't exactly remember what, what it was, but she exaggerated and she said the number forty seven, and I was I was like, your exaggeration number is the exact same number as mine. How weird is that? Like it, it just like totally shocked me. So now I have an obsession with knowing what people's exaggeration numbers is, and like I loved that it was like part it's of this very book. clear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was. So now I'm gonna pay attention to this just so you. Know. Yes. Yeah. Um. However, I will say that George and I had multiple times where we were doing seventeen dollar bets. Oh, really? Yeah. We'd be like, I bet you $17 that this is what's going to (laughs) happen. And I don't remember where that number came from, but it's always 17. It's the seven. It's the seven, I'm telling you. Um, It is. But that that part of the book just kind of cracked me up just because it's kind of whimsical. It's funny. It's like, oh, there's 119, you know, 117 uh, freaking locks locks on my door door and I can't figure that out. So I am going to read you two things that I flagged. They correspond to very clearly to each other and you mm-hmm. will fully understand why as okay. soon as i read them okay um but they don't have much to do with the book other than they're in the book <laughs> so the first one is on page 21 okay 
Uh, I get out of bed carefully. Henry's bed is also his sofa. The springs squeak as I stand up. There's not much space between the bed and the bookshelves, so I edge along until I make it into the hallway. The bathroom is tiny. I feel like Alice in Wonderland, grown huge, and having to stick my arm out of the window just so I can turn around. Yep. And I went, ha! Huh, yep. Weird! Yep. Fucking love Alice I have also flagged both of these things. Time out. <laughs> so on page 233, Claire, I'm sitting by myself at a tiny table in the front window of Cafe Paragolosi, a venerable little rat hole with excellent coffee. I'm supposed to be working on a paper on Alice in Wonderland for the history of the grotesque class I'm taking this summer. Instead, I'm daydreaming, staring idly at the natives who are bustling and hustling in the early evening of Halstead Street. I lost my mind. Yeah. The first one, I was like, oh my god, are yeah. we really going to have Alice in Wonderland in like every fucking book? Which we really could, because it's, it's popular. Or right, not popular, right, But it's, right. it's, it's old very enough well that known. it's going to show yes, up. Yes, yeah. But this one was in 1992, when I was probably 10. Mm-hmm. And probably reading Alice in Wonderland at some point. But I just... Probably. I, I, I'm I glad you had them flag too. I know. Totally did. But I totally feel did. like we're just going to find it everywhere. Yeah. No, I think it's one of those things and each time, like, each time something like that happens, like, even... It, even I'm going to Alice bring it up oh, yeah, every course. single book. Of course. So you no, know. I definitely folded those pages down myself and was like, okay, the Alice in Wonderland thing is really funny. So I'm just going to mark that off of my notes. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it again. Um, there... There was a, a quote that I liked in here um, on my page 154. I doubt our pages are exactly the same because our books are obviously different. But um, Henry is talking about Henry is obviously a runner and he runs because he's a, like it's a necessity for him. He has to because um, he's he always showing up naked it. in places. Yes. Yeah. And he's going to get beat. He's going to get his ass beat. Yeah. But he's um, I loved like so there's this there's one section where he says um uh, he's, he's going out for a run regularly. And he says, running is many things to me. Survival, survival, calmness, euphoria, solitude. It is proof of my corporeal existence, my ability to control my movement through space, if not time, and the obedience, however temporary, of my body to my will. Um, as, as I run, I displace air and things come and go around me and the path moves like a film strip beneath my feet. Um, I loved that quote because it really spoke to me as someone, as, who, a runner. Like, as someone who runs and like, I physically like do it and love it so much because it's my alone time. It's my stress relief. It's like, it's, it's just, it's kind of like my medicine without taking a medicine. You know what I mean? Yes. So like, I totally, it's I not mean, my survival. You know, in a way it kind of it is. is. It kind of is. In a way it kind of is. Yeah. yeah. How many days a week do you run? I try Ballpark. between four and five, not 47. No, not 47. Not 47. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, no, I try I try to run between four and five days a week. Okay. And sometimes it's less. How often do you run with other people of those four to five? Now, not, I have not run with COVID, like, destroyed all of that. Okay. Um, I used Which to run Which is weird because that's outside. Mm-hmm. When COVID first started, um, everybody was kind of too scared to let you know we, we had no idea else. we yep. had no idea what was happening so it kind of like i think i still would have run with people because again it's outdoors and mm -hmm. you know i was reading things and whatever like if you're exercising outdoors you know it's fine whatever um but there were a lot of people who didn't want to do didn't that do and i mean we i used to run in these big groups and ever since covid it's been slowly decreasing and then i i was running with just one friend and we have stopped pretty much doing that too so they're all solo runs and I'm, i've gotten used to that it's not as fun for me i used to love going out with people and talking and whatever but now, because you can talk when you run yes. as opposed to some of yeah. us that die when we run and we can't breathe for it takes, shit. takes a lot of training okay. it takes a lot of training 
But, um, no, now, now, now running truly is my solitude time, my alone time to get step away from John and the kids for a little while to like, my mind is my own. I can like, if something is on my mind that day, it helps me kind of focus. And, you know, like I can, I can think about it a little and maybe de-stress myself from those thoughts a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's also my podcast. Time I was going to say you listen to a lot of podcasts. It's my podcast time now. I never listen to, I almost never listen to music when I run unless I'm really feeling like I need to run at a ridiculous fast, ridiculously fast pace today. So you so need then something I'll put, to pump yes, you up. Yep. Then I'll put music on, but most likely it's just, I, I'm listening to podcasts. Um, which kind of sc- is scary sometimes when you're running alone and you're like, cause all of my podcasts are, are like crime. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like dragging by the woods and like listening about a murderer jumping out of the woods and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with me so i live in that same space except yeah. not running so <laughs> we were doing this hike just the other day and luke and adam kind of got farther ahead than me and eric mm-hmm. which is fine eric was eating a fun dip because he was dragging i'm like here have some sugar basically. yeah <laughs> um and then when he's hiking and eating he slows down even more which yeah. i i'm like Okay, I can't yell at him for eating because right, right. I gave it to him. Whatever, I'm not gonna yell. Oh, yeah. So we started going a little bit quicker, and then all of a sudden, this guy was coming the other way on the trail, and I could no longer see Luke and Adam. Right. Like they were that far ahead. Apparently, Adam was on. A, this was on our way out. Adam was on a beeline to the to the porta potty. Yeah, we're like yeah, <laughs> I can't stop. Uh, and this guy stopped, and he had a dog, and he moved like completely off the trail so that me and Eric could go by. But he had a dog, so I stopped to like. Can I pet, pet her? Yeah. Can I pet her? And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, she's very friendly. This and is how had, people murder people. He had an things. accent. And he was, like, fully in camo. Yeah. And then he's got a backpack. And as I'm, like, petting him and waiting for Eric to catch up to me, petting the dog, not him. That would have been weird. <laughs> he wasn't that cute. Uh, I'm waiting for Eric to catch up. And, like, I realized that on the back of his backpack, he's got, like, a hatchet hanging off of it. And I'm oh, like, damn. I mean, if you're going camping in the middle sure, of the woods, you sure. need a hatchet. But at the same time, I'm like, it's hard. terrifying. I, literally, at that yeah. point in time, I went, I should probably just keep going. Because yes. I can't see Luke anymore. I can't see Adam. I have Eric. He could easily just, and then my mind went way deep. Oh, yeah. 100%. I do But also, hiking in, we passed two guys that, whose job is probably, like, a DEC job that yeah. had chainsaws, and they were clearing the trail. <laughs> and I said to Adam, in the middle of him telling me the story about his book, <laughs> go, did you see the two guys with chainsaws? He goes, yeah. And I go, do you think they just chopped up a body, or do you think they were cutting up wood, <laughs> cutting up logs that were in, in Oh, the my God. And he goes, I think it was probably the logs. I go, yeah, me too. They didn't have any blood on them. <laughs> But immediately, both oh of those God. things are where I go to. This is one of those things that I do often. Like, I'll be, if I'm driving in the car and there are woods on either any side of me, I'm like, I bet there's a body in there. Yes. I wonder yes. how many bodies are in there. I swear to I'm so Bodies fucking, of like, water, too. I, it, like, it's so just, like, macabre. Like, to right. me thinking, but, but I always also, do it. The other side of that is, if there's not a body in there, somebody should bury a body in there because it's fucking in the middle of nowhere. Nobody would find, Nobody would find it. Nobody would find it. Who would randomly pick that section of woods to Mm-mm. bring their dogs to to find out the body? Yeah. Where, uh, yeah. Anyways. No, no, I do the same thing and I've had conversations with, I've had, like, we're getting off on a tangent. Way. I've super <laughs> had conversations with, with men about the fact that, like, as a woman, I am terrified to do certain things by myself mm-hmm. like i don't i don't 
I will run by myself, but it's got to be daylight. Yep. I will not go not at night dark. by myself. I will not do it. It's terrifying. I won't get an Uber or a Lyft by myself. Like, it, there are just certain will things you get an Uber that we take for granted. <laughs> will you get in an Uber or a Lyft with your body fully in the car before we start driving away? I would do, I would do that <laughs> as long as other friends are with me. <laughs> Sorry, Chrissy. <laughs> She's like, I'm not in the car yet. Oh, my God. Wow. Anyways, back to this book. Back to the book, yes. Um, So I loved that quote about running, obviously. I'm sorry that I got us off on a No, no, no. That's okay. This is where we are. That's where we live. Yes. Um, I know, right? I know. So real quick, page 43. I find an unused piece of stationery and a pencil. I print in block letters Thursday, September 29th, 1977, after supper. I was like, oh, there's my birthday, which I think we talked about in the last ones. Yeah, yeah. I didn't... None of my birthdays appeared, I don't think. I don't think any March 6ths appeared. I don't remember. It was close. Like, there was, like, I think a March 8th or something in there. Um, there was a section, oh, hang on. I just wanted to bring in this one. Um, so Claire and Henry are on their way to her parents' house for Christmas. And, um, I was very nervous that entire time because he's had such a hard time with Christmas. I was like, oh yeah. my God, I, yep. I cannot remember if something crazy I, happens. I fully expected him to just bounce the hell out yeah, of there. Yeah. And I think he does travel at some point maybe i'm wrong i don't remember that but um it's such a stressful time for him that like i feel like he did when he was oh no no no. i think they thought they made it seem she made it seem like he did when he was sleeping in claire's bed but he really didn't time travel he had just fallen on the ground and slid under the right. bed when yes, edda yes, came yes. in was like hey claire's time yes. wake up and he was hiding yes. and yeah. he was hiding yes um so the, on page 164 she's kind of talking about this um uh this stuff and she says, first and foremost, like, she's talking about how different it is to have, like, Henry in her present now. Like, her, like, not not past he's Henry, not, not future Henry, Not whatever. time traveling to yes. her. He's just always he's here. He's just here. And she's talking about, and she's like, Henry, like, first and foremost, here's the differences. First and foremost, instead of refusing to touch me at all, Henry is constantly touching me, kissing me, making love to me. I feel as though I've become a different person, one who is bathed in a warm pool of desire. And he tells me things. Anything I ask him about his himself, his life, his family... He tells me with names, places, and dates. I kind of, I, I just loved that for Claire because she's known Henry basically all her life, but it hasn't been stable. It's just been a tease. Yes. Her yes. entire life. And now she has this stability up. with him. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not totally stable because he's constantly. He'll disappear, disappear, but he comes back. But he always comes back to her. And he, he always wants, comes back. And, and you have to imagine at her, and I don't know how clearly it was ever said, but there's definitely times where. He is leaving current Claire to go visit past Claire. Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of what's yes. happening. Yeah. So I feel like as much as she wants to be upset with it, I he's there's still part going of to her. her yeah. 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 It's tough. Like, it's almost like she has, like, can she be jealous of herself? You know what I, I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Younger self is taking away time when time I could with... actually be touching and fucking him. And, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I did, like that kind of that whole thing kind of struck me a little bit because I mean that's kind of what we're we all search for. Yeah. We're all searching for like stability and like that rock solidness and you know not everybody gets to find it unfortunately. But um, it's something that I think a lot of people strive for and um, I just I kind of love that you know ideally it's Claire one of has it most, even though she doesn't yeah. have it. But yeah, it's one of the most solid foundations you can have for a relationship. Right, it's just not ever really broadcast as what you're looking for. Right. You're looking for looks or personality as opposed to just like solid solidness. Stability. Yeah, stability. Yeah, yeah. So I I liked that. Um, 
so the next thing that I have flagged is on page 105. It's not, I'm not really going to read a quote at all so much as it's when, um, Claire draws a picture of Henry and then Henry says he wants to, she wants, in the drawing is, I do look peaceful. Claire signs it and begins to the, write the date. Don't, I say. It's not dated. It's not. I've seen it before. There's no date on it. So basically, she erases the date and she writes Meadowlark on it instead, which is her home plantation, for mm-hmm. lack of a freaking better word. Yeah, basically, yeah. And then Henry goes back to where he actually lives and he finds the picture, seeing if once she does write Meadowlark on it, if it actually has that on there. Right. And she's like, oh, yeah, I do remember you telling me to do that. And then I cut it off because yeah. it seems so weird and I yes. didn't want to – this is uh, – I got all freaked by your World War Three comment. I started thinking, what if we never meet in the future because I insisted on testing this out? Mm-hmm. And I loved that it played out like that yeah. because I almost wanted the date to be there. Because he was like, no, put the date on there. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And then the fact that it wasn't because she was so freaked out about it was that like. she's like, I'm changing it. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't, don't want to fuck yeah. with it. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost like, and this is, this goes back to the whole thing. Like the, the, the past, it's like the past has already happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, you can't change it. You know no. what I mean? Like, yes. so there, that's, and that's the whole point of him trying not to change things because, and, and like. You could talk about the whole, let's just jump forward, like the September 11th thing happens, you know, yeah. and all he says basically is, um, you, you know, he watch. was up, I let's watch. And he's like, I just wanted quiet before the world changed, you know, and, and I know that there were like reception wise with the book, like people were kind of pissed off about that. Like, why wouldn't he try to change that? Why wouldn't he try to change that? Because he can't. He can't. It already happens. It, it's already yes. written that it's that's already written. Happen. It happened. Like, yep. It's already happened in some way, even though it's Henry's future. It's also his past. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah, he's already been the, there. It's all of the butterfly effects have already occurred. Yes. You can't go back and change yes. them. Yeah. It's so confusing, but also like so interesting to think right, about. Right. Exactly. As soon as I let go of all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out another quick quote, too, from same same time. They're still at Meadowlark for Christmas and um, Mark's girlfriend, Sharon, is pregnant and did you read the the catholic is did you go ahead which one what no what? keep going oh no so all i flagged was like she's talking to henry about getting pregnant and everything and she says i mean you'd think i got pregnant all by myself and mark had nothing to do with it the only reason why i flagged this is because this is this just goes back so much to like women being vilified for being sexual for doing and exactly whatever doing all exactly the guys what are doing men are allowed them. to do exactly it's always our fault if we get pregnant it's because we should have kept our legs closed stopped. yes exactly like so like flat me flagging that is just very much like I just wanted to point that out. Uh, right in the same area. Yeah, it does. If you're Catholic, Sharon sighs and slouches into the chair. I actually know several Catholic girls who have had abortions and weren't struck down by lightning, but apparently Sharon's is a less accommodating faith. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because that is allowed to happen mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. now. God, we live in a crazy <laughs> world. 
Um, I also loved these quotes about, there were quotes about punk music and why he likes it so much. And I kind of just like, was like, uh, that just reminds me of music in general, like, and why I love music so much. Um, he basically says, you know, that things aren't right. And that in fact, things are so wrong that the only thing we can do is to say, fuck it over and over and over again, really loud until someone stops us. And that's just his reason for reason for liking punk music so much and and when i read that i was just very much like "Ah, that's kind of the reason why i just really like music in general like because almost all songs have like a certain meaning behind it and a lot of them are about rebellion and you know that kind of thing Mm and uh like i've been listening yes exactly exactly (laughs) for sure without question um so yeah I, i liked that quote too but um uh god we're just going through. so these, what like, do you think about the fact that when she got married the in their wedding it was to other henry as opposed to being current time oh, yeah henry. yeah i actually i actually liked that i liked that i like that henry knows his world so well because he's been there two different times that he knows um Oh shit! I have some place to be. Like this is the this is this day. I know that I have to be someplace because I know my other self is so stressed out that he has now he's gonna come back. And yes, he, yeah. exactly. So I kind of liked that because it was the Henry that she was most comfortable with because she's known him all her life mm-hmm. rather than this one she's only known for two years. You know what I mean? Right. So I kind of adored that. I also liked it. Mostly because when it is current time, Henry, they then go and actually really get married too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like that is was like the bow on top of yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking spaz out and I I have no control over it, but I'm gonna fucking disappear. Right. But I got somebody that's gonna come and stand right. in, exactly. and he's gonna do everything the way he should be, and he's mostly gonna look the part. But if you're looking close enough, you're gonna know he's not the guy. Yes. But most of the people here aren't gonna yes. fucking tell. And you know what's funny is that the best part about it to me is that young Henry must have known somewhere in his mind because he cuts his hair to know. Yeah. Before that, he cuts his hair before the wedding. Yes. To and know that, that future Henry is going to come back yes, with short hair to yes, marry her because yes. he's going to spouse out and exactly. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. Like he must have these little premonitions of his own, like what is going to happen. Or he knows he, somebody. He already came back and told him. It could be that could like, totally we don't be necessarily. Like, hey man, you got to cut your hair this day because yeah. <laughs> we also. I mean, we get the story that she gives us, so we don't know. Maybe he's time traveling like every day, every other day, and right? Coming We're back only and just seeing certain popping parts. in and yeah. like. It doesn't seem, other than when he's five or whatever with the museum thing, which I, yeah. I thought was so cute. Yeah, that like, was you're really gonna, cute. You're, we're just going to bring you in here when that it's That was later. really cute. There's some a lot. Okay, so. Yeah, we haven't touched on the creepiness. We haven't touched fully. on the creepiness factor, <laughs> and I want to just get there. So, like, okay. Obviously, it's very creepy when you're talking about it. When you're talking about a 30-something-year-old man coming and, like, visiting with a six-year-old girl. And. Did it feel to you like it did to me now that there was, like, a lot of kind of, like, grooming? You said that when we were talking about the fact that this book was yes. going to be up next. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It felt that way, right? It really did. And and But at the same time, in all the other explanations of what we've been talking about, he can't change the future by going to the past. Mm-hmm. But he very clearly does by going to the past and visiting her. Yes. So once he goes back and visits her, now she's on the lookout for him. Yes. For the rest of her life until right. she's 20, 21 or whatever and actually does find him. She's yes. like, oh, my God, you're Henry, which 
entirely is him going to the past and changing it. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's it's super strange. However... But there's also the mm-hmm. whole, like, sexual tension. Yes. Like, I'm not going to sleep with you. Nope, you're 16. Nope, you're 12. Nope, I'm yeah. not. Nope, nope, I'm yeah. not even going to kiss. And the We're one time kiss. when he does kiss you, you yeah. it's like... Rah. <laughs> yeah, like she's sixteen. Oh, but she was fifteen. She was okay. fifteen. Like, and that was, and he didn't realize that. Like him, he didn't realize that they had never kissed before. Yeah, he just planted he was one like, on her. Oh wait, let's go back and redo yes. this. But maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he, that that happened. I think in a very stressful time in his life. I think like she was trying to get pregnant a lot. They were having the miscarriages, and he was really upset so with so many miscarriages. So many miscarriages. It was so sad, and like. To kind of learn and understand, understand, like, I don't know that it's, like, specifically said, but to understand that, like, the baby is kind of, like, time traveling, like, and it's not really, like... Oh, yeah. It's very creepy and, like, oh, my God, like, the baby just can't stay in her uterus, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I I don't know, but... And and then to become pregnant with past with Henry, past Henry past while current yes. Henry's sleeping Stay next to you. Yeah. yeah. And that he... was one of my questions too, like about threesomes. Do you think they'd ever had it they ever had a threesome? Why not? I'm Both not. Henry knows exactly what she wants and she knows what Henry wants. So yep. why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I know, right? It would be so pleasing for everybody. And we already know that as a kid he experimented with himself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they probably. So did. she just left that chapter. She just out. left that chapter out. Yeah. To our disappointment. Yeah. There was a joke <laughs> made about a menage a trois at one point. Yeah. But that was you know whatever. It's Wasn't a, that Gomez though? <sighs> no, I don't think it okay. was Gomez. I can't remember exactly who it was. Um, it was Miss. I think it was Kimmy. I think it was Kimmy. Okay. And that who said who I adore. Who I loved Kimmy. She was great. She was great. Um, the whole story about his, how his mom died, like, really fucked me up. That was really sad. Um, like, knowing that his dad was, t- like, torn apart. Yes. Torn and, like, apart for the, years. The whole idea that he, Henry would have died were it not for the fact that he... Bounced the fuck out of that car accident? Of, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then he's found wandering Because that was, like, naked. a Final Destination 2 thing that, like... Something I don't even remember what it was. Final Destination was the Final Destination Two was the log truck. Yeah, but no, no, I mean, what was it in this book that actually? Oh, it was the deer. Was it a deer? No a deer. What killed his mom? Something decapitated her. Yeah. What was it? Like it was like a um like a sheet a sheet of metal a sheet of metal I okay. think that came came off of a truck. So that's very much like yeah. a and it was and he gets a scar on the top of his head. Because it was because hit, it, about to hitting it was hitting and he him. Piece the fuck yeah. out of there, and then all of a sudden he's on the side of the road without his clothes because they're in the fucking car, and the cops are like, "Um, what happened?" He's like, "I don't know, but mm-hmm. I am still alive. I'm still alive, and I am out here naked. Yeah. I'm in the dead of winter. Um, yeah. So that was super. Like that was fucked up. Honestly. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up. Uh, was there something else creepiness factor that I wanted to bring up? I don't know. Um, I had a, a so him knowing his date of death and going into that New Year's Eve party. She's like, "Oh, let's have a party," and he's like, "Yep, let's do that. Let's invite all our friends. Yep, let's do that." Yeah. And then experiencing him basically going through every part of that night and, and saying, saying goodbye, goodbye and I love without you. saying goodbye, yeah. but just being like, "What do you need from me right now?" Yeah, let's go have that. And yep, yeah. you've been great. Um. That hit me really hard because I feel like, and I'm probably going to cry right now, like, <laughs> as I'm talking about it, I feel like my grandma knew 
she was about to die yeah at christmas time and christmas eve was like the last time i saw her and i feel like knowing when it's gonna happen is whoa like yeah way harder yeah. and I, I mean i don't think my grandma actually knew she was yeah oh this is my last day but right. i she was i think she knew yeah yeah without obviously I being a time traveler but without the fact just knowing like i bawled my eyes out at yeah. the end of this book oh my god same same i think you know we had we were texting each other and i said i said so katie i read this book three times this is the third time i'm reading this book and i'm still sobbing my eyes out reading the last 30 to 50 pages yeah, or so yeah. and you're like oh great <laughs> and yeah. so i mean the whole time you know he's gonna die yeah. i felt like from the middle of the book you're like he's he's never seen himself past 43 yes. he's he's he yes. doesn't have a future yes Hor- like, so you know yeah. he's gonna die yes which i also had a hard time understanding what actually killed him i already told you he was shot by her by her her father and brother but he so like he was shot like an animal like that they hunted so he comes back and and is dead from a gunshot wound okay i mean like and that's the th- i think that was always the thing that he was worried about because he knew that i mean he doesn't have feet anymore he Which, has feet and that, this is that, his livelihood that broke him yes that yes. broke him yeah this is his livelihood now he has no other way to protect himself like that is how he protected himself by being able to run as run fast away. as he could and run away not to have that anymore was super awful for him and the only other time we see him uh uh time travel when he has no feet is to ingrid's apartment when she the day that she kills herself um super scary or super ridiculous and crazy realizing that he's there when yes. she does it yes and then uh, like wow like this yeah. fucking guy has seen a lot of shit in his very short life so when he time traveled into the cage i <sighs> was under the impression that he didn't have feet in that mm. point in time because i he don't didn't. think he actually stood up did he no but they do say i remember a, a literal quote saying i he i pulled I, w- I pulled my feet up underneath me as he's like, okay. so he's sitting kind of like balled up. Yeah. And they, they definitely mentioned that he, like okay. he definitely mentions he his feet. feet. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, that was a good, like, um, foreshadowing the fact that he's like, I'm terrified of this cage. Of this I'm cage. Terrified. Cause you can't get in, in it. There. And yes. then he does, obviously. Yeah. Obviously I mean, you knew that that was going to yeah. happen. Um, so I just want to jump really quick. But I did to... like the fact that that forced him to explain it to all the people that he works yes. with. And yes. you can't deny the fact that I'm going to walk you down there and I'm already in, I'm the, already cage in the cage and you can't get in there. Yes. Thank God he didn't disappear before that, all of that. Yeah. But like, and, and I loved that they all were, they were, were like, you could have just told me. And he was like, you would not yeah. have believed no, me. Nobody would. You would not have believed me until you saw it for yourself. Yeah. And now you, ha- you are able to yeah, see it for you yourself. Yeah. Um, also, leave me alone naked in my books. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just hanging out naked on books. Give me a break. Come on. Why do you keep Um, taking off your clothes and running through the stacks? That's just what happens. I really think, Katie, from literally the second the description of the accident that kills him, um, 
and, and it's not even there yet. They're not even there in the story yet, but he kind of comes back in and he says, it's Henry talking and he says, I know the end now. It goes like this. I will be sitting in the meadow in the early morning in autumn. It will be overcast and chilly and I will be wearing a black wool overcoat and boots and gloves. It will be a date that is not on the list. There it is. Okay. So uh, it does say that. It does okay. say that. Claire will be asleep in her warm twin bed. She will be 13 years old. In the distance, a shot will crack across the dry, cold air. It is deer hunting season. Somewhere out there, men in bright orange garments will be sitting, waiting, shooting. Later, they will drink beer and eat the sandwiches their wives have packed for them. The wind will pick up, will ripple through the orchard, stripping the useless leaves from the apple trees. The back door of Metal Ark House will slam, and two tiny figures in fluorescent orange will emerge, carrying matchstick rifles. They will walk toward me into the meadow, Philip and Mark. They will not see me because I will be huddled in, a, in the high grass, a dark, unmoving spot in a field of beige and, beige and dead green. About 20 20 yards from me, Philip and Mark will turn off the path and walk toward the woods. They will stop and listen. They will hear it before I do. A rustling, thrashing, something moving through the grass, something large and clumsy, a flash of white, a tail perhaps, and it will come toward me, toward the clearing, and Mark will raise his rifle, aim carefully, squeeze the trigger, and there will be a shot, and then a scream, a human scream, and then a pause, and then Claire, Claire, and then nothing. So that's like how I know he's there witnessing this also while it's happening to him you know so he's two different henry's or whatever i would i would love to read the, the entire description but like i think from that moment until the final words of this book i you was were sobbing. sobbing i was yeah, sobbing absolutely because just the idea of him knowing what's coming to him and like and at some point she does ask him, she says, you know the date, don't you? You know the date. Mm -hmm. You've read the obituary. Mm -hmm. And he still won't tell her. Yeah. And then he doesn't tell her until it's literally about to happen. Absolutely heartbreaking. She's like, why did you let me bring all these people here? And he right. said, I wanted you to. Yeah. I wanted you to be around, be around people, other people that love when you. It happens. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> so... Do you have anything else to add? Because like anything yes. else? To, because okay, I mean, I do. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I want to literally talk about the last page. So I don't want to. I want to wait until we're actually ready. So yes, I have one other thing. I love the fact that the only thing in this book that he told about the future to anybody was when he told Claire after her fifth miscarriage. Miscarriage. Keep persevering. Because in my future, you have a baby. Yes. And then she was gung-ho in. Like, I can't imagine having five miscarriages. No. Being like, I can't imagine having one. Trying. I know. I can't imagine having one. Right. <clears throat> Which brings in Alba and mm -hmm. how amazing she is. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that, like if, like you said, if she's going to do a, a, a sequel about her, that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Because... <laughs> I was gonna say we didn't even, even mention know. we didn't even mention the fact that we learn that he's dead when he travels to Alba when she's ten when she's ten and he's like oh daddy daddy or she's yes. like daddy daddy and, oh, and the, and the and teacher is like, like oh, Alba's dad is dead. dead yeah and like not this guy he's maybe, here right now maybe that's actually when I started really crying I think that was a little bit before that and yeah. I'm just like oh my god. I'm remembering a lot of this stuff now and like it just kind of struck me I'm like oh my god I, I know what's gonna happen at the end and I'm so upset <laughs> like <laughs> yeah I know I want to I want to get to that after okay. I'm sorry I'm sorry all right, all right so the only other thing that I have to say which again I like comic relief so I'm gonna bring up something that's not pertinent to the book but <laughs> is at the same time so I don't know if I was reading the last like 50 pages. I woke up real freaking early the other day and 
it was the night after you told me you finished it and you were crying and i was like all right i'm gonna finish the book yeah and obviously reading a terribly sad ending of a book before i go to work is the best thing i could do um but i get to this point in time and in that new year's eve party Claire says the children have run around and eaten. This is 9.45 p.m. The, the children have run around and eaten too much party food and now they are sleepy but cranky. I pass Colin Kendrick in the hall and ask if he wants to take a nap. When I was reading it, for whatever fucking reason, I read Colin Kaepernick. And I went back and I'm like, I, I flipped back to the beginning of the section where it says New Year's Eve. And I'm like, did she say that Colin Kaepernick was one of the people that was invented? <laughs> Is this guy been in this book the whole time and she's just like future knowing oh all God. of the things that Colin Kaepernick is going to be? And I'm like, yeah. I just read it over and over again. And then I realized, nope, my eyes are blurry because I'm fucking crying. Yeah. And it says Colin Kendrick, which is Gomez and Charisse's one of their children that yeah. has been for, or not. No, 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 no. It's the doctor's, doctors, the the doctor's, doctor's kid. Yeah. One of the kids. And he's had the same name the whole time, mm-hmm. but I just read it in entirely wrong and it was like a mind fuck of wait did she bring Uh, no (laughs) no because it's 2004 Uh, and he was probably like seven yeah he was a baby i don't know um yeah no that's hilarious that's hilarious i would Um, love to know what year he was born producer chris this is the part we need you yeah when When is is colin kaepernick 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 born born, yeah ding producer chris here colin kaepernick was born in 1987 okay back to the show um, okay, so so let's go into the I'm not going to cry anymore, but I'm probably going to cry some more. Okay, so we know that Henry dies when he's about 43, which would make Claire 31. They're, they're, no, they're eight. They're eight years apart, so yeah. 35. Five, thank you. Um, the fact that she never gets to see him again like, I want to know why he doesn't travel to her more in the future, why he doesn't see her. He went so many times in the past. Yeah, the fuck in the future, yes. too. So it, it really upsets me that she gets to see only... A gl- I'm going to cry about it right now. She only gets to see, catch that glimpse of him as... That one time. When Alba is... is mommy, mommy, like, let's call mommy yeah. really quick. You know, whatever. But... He does say to her before he le- before he dies, that night, he says... God, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Um... I do see you again. And it's an, you're an old woman and um just know that it's going to happen. Oh my god, this sucks. <laughs> to kill. Um <laughs> so then the last chapter is called Always Again and the first part is Henry and god, I can't stop. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. I sound like an it's idiot. Okay. Um and it's Thursday, July 24th, 2053 and that's when he comes back to her. Claire is 82 years old. Um, but that's in his point of view. And then we jump to Claire's point of view and it says Monday, July 14th, 2053. (laughs) That's 10 days before he actually sees her. So the thought of her sitting there waiting waiting for him kills me. For those 10 days or the fact that she's been doing it her whole fucking life? She's been doing it for the last 50 years. Yeah. Is what I'm what I'm catching from this. So that's that's the part of me that I have a really hard time with. This is I feel like he was extremely selfish multiple times. For so he was going back to the past to get Claire to be who he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that on his way out he didn't say I'm gonna see you again, but it's not for a really fucking long yeah. time. So yeah. don't live your life just 
sitting at the table having a tea, waiting for me well, to show up. He does say you're gonna be old. Like you're you're sitting there with long gray hair. Right. So you're gonna be old. Yeah. Don't sit and wait for me. The problem is he doesn't know the date to give her. You know what I mean? Like right. normally he would be able to provide her with a date. But he but can't do that until it because it, it hasn't yes. actually happened. So I just like the whole last two paragraphs of Claire, um I'm gonna try to read it. Because <laughs> I, I just love it so much. So again, it's ten days before Henry actually does come back. So it says Monday, July 14th, 2053. Claire is 82. I'm going to really try to do this without like sounding like an idiot. Okay. I would love to say that I'm not going to sit here bowling my eyes. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. Claire, this morning, everything is clean. The storm has left branches strewn around the yard, which I will presently go out and pick up. All the beach's sand has been redistributed and laid down fresh in an even blanket, pocked with impressions of rain, and the daylilies bend and glisten in the white 7 a.m. light. I sit at the dining room table with a cup of tea, looking at the water, listening, waiting. Today is not much different from all other days. I get up at dawn, put on slacks and a sweater, brush my hair, make toast and tea, and sit looking at the lake, wondering if he will come today. It's not much different <laughs> from the many other times he has gone, and I waited, except that this time I have instructions. This time I know Henry will come eventually. I sometimes wonder if this readiness, this expectation, prevents the miracle from happening. But I have no choice. He is coming, and I am here. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> just knowing that, like, you lost the love of your life 50 years ago, basically. But... <sighs> you have another opportunity to see him. It's just one of those things that, like, stuck with me. And this, I think that entire last chapter of Henry talking about the day that he actually does see her and her 10 days before waiting for him is the entire reason why I love this book so much. Like, that last page encapsulates the entire thing for me. I don't care how creepy the rest of it was <laughs> because of that because we're all just we all just want more time with the people that we love yeah and should i pause and go grab us some tissue <laughs> yes. because i think i have snot yeah face. yeah all i right. think it's a good spot <laughs> all right and we're back <laughs> um just apologies for making us both cry again but i didn't want to leave this book without crying because i did i know for the book i cried <laughs> i knew i was gonna cry in the podcast i just i didn't want that is one of i think just rereading that again it's one of my very favorite things that has ever been written just those two paragraphs the end just the end of it is is one of my very favorite things that i've ever read and um i just like she is an incredible writer and, a, and like a way to paint a story like that is is incredible to me um so apologies I agree. for <laughs> I, agree. I i like i hate literally i wrote in capitals hate crying over a book i was ugly crying like the whole end of the book um i do want to briefly point out very quickly that, that you don't know the difference between green and blue no we, we don't have to talk about that <laughs> there's other things that like people like somebody will i have a problem sometimes with red and, and very dark orange okay like sometimes it like i think dark orange looks red and i'm like that's red that's fucking red you know whatever i don't think i'm colorblind in any way but anyway um so shit what was it <laughs> say, Katie? Fuck. I'm sorry no no have oh. you seen the movie 
I saw the movie. I actually used to own it. Um, I literally bought that right as soon as it came out. It was not great. Okay. Um, and then they just did a TV show. There's like a miniseries with yes, four, which we talked about. Yes. Fucking Theo James, man. We got to watch that. Hottest guy alive. What's he, it on? Stars? It was HBO? on HBO. Okay. But the problem is it's been canceled. So they had only one season of it and it didn't get through the whole story. The fuck? They canceled it. Probably because it was creepy. <laughs> This but is too much like pedophilia. Exactly, Sorry. right? Can I just tell you that I want to say that I think very likely that this is one of the first books I ever had a book hangover for. And I can appreciate and that. I can and I can appreciate it even more. Which because, I think is why it took me so long to start yes, the book club book. Yes. Because I don't I was like observing. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And same same with with me. I think so that night that I finished it. Um, I was just sitting in my favorite chair and I'm crying and sniffling and John is kind of sitting on the opposite side of the room and he's hearing me sniffle and he's like, are you getting sick? And I'm like, no, (laughs) you know, whatever. And I couldn't stop thinking about it that night. Just that last couple of paragraphs. I just could not stop thinking about this woman sitting and waiting for the person that she loves for 50 years to come back for her. And like, it's just, oh my God. I don't know. It gets me. But I really, this so is the much first one. Oh my God. Yeah. I hope she had <laughs> sex with somebody. But um, I really do think that this is one of the first books, in my opinion, that really encapsulated the book hangover idea for yeah. me. There's been several books since, but this is one of those ones that like immediately jumps out yeah. at me as that. The, the one. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I told you I was reading it in the morning and um, I get up before anybody else in my house at this point mm-hmm. in, in in my life uh and i got that was the day i like snapped awake like super early and i was reading it and luke comes out and he's like what are you crying and i go yes yes i was <laughs> and then he looks around and he's like oh you actually were and i'm like yeah it wasn't just a i have a pile of tissues around me for fun like <laughs> yeah. i think men like immediately get very closed like, off when they uh, find out that no, you've been no, crying. What yes. Yes. It wasn't me. Yeah. So mostly like <laughs> when I'm crying about something, like I kind of try to really hide it from John because I don't want to be made fun of. Because I cry a lot. Like a lot. Easy. Yeah. I cry very easily. I'm very sensitive to things. Like there's a there's a funny story about me where like uh, we were watching a baseball game one day of a team we don't even like or care about. <laughs> and this was like this. I think this was right around the time Aiden was born or it was even before Aiden was born. But it was Mother's Day. I think it was the Mother's Day before Aiden was born. Um, it was Mother's Day. And we were watching this guy and he threw a no hitter. And like his grandmother was there. So it. Oh, go ahead. And like it was again, it wasn't a Mets player. It wasn't nobody. Like whatever. And like his grandmother was there, and the camera kept panning towards the grandmother, and I just started sobbing. I'm like, she must be so proud of him. <laughs> but if it was the Mother's Day before Aiden was born, you obviously I would have been pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, hormones in control of them. Exactly. Exactly. But like, so John always makes fun of me. Like every time something. Even a little bit emotional happens. He's looking at me like just to see if I'm crying. So I kind of try to hide it from him, especially when I'm reading a book. And I know that he doesn't care. I just don't. And he's not really making fun of me. It's just right. one of those things. Like I feel, oh, a book is making I you feel cry. embarrassed. Yeah, you know, yep. there's a little embarrassment there. But I also think I love to cry. Sometimes it like it's very it's cathartic. cathartic. It it's very cathartic. Is. And sometimes we just really need a good yeah, one. Absolutely. And this definitely brought that out for me. Yeah. 
Um, I did say to you uh, downstairs that I think that the creepy cover is definitely creepy with the girl with her <sighs> knee socks and her Mary Jeans. That Can I tell you that I more than likely picked out this book because of the cover? Really? More than likely. Just because, again, 2003, I was 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. I would have been, yeah, I would have been 19. I would have been 19 this, this year. This is me just staring at you, um, not thinking yeah. about the math. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to You're figure it out. You're waiting for me to figure it out myself. No, I was 19 that year, and I think, like, I very much, like, I don't remember, I couldn't tell you where I picked this book up or anything, but this is the one that I've owned since then. Yeah. And um, I think it was just very, like, this little girl standing with, next to this thermos and men's the shoes. Oh, men's shoes. That yeah. And up. like the time traveler's wife, like it just sounded, it just looked interesting to me. So I grabbed it and um, I'm really glad that I did, honestly. Um, I'm happy that you picked this because I <clears throat> had a feeling that the story was sad. Yeah. It's, uh, like Kate that sits next to me said, she's like, it's a Rachel McAdams movie. Did you think it was going to be sad? And yeah, I was right. like, uh, no. Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't have ever read it. Well, I'm glad that this is a way and to. Then this is a get exactly what this is mm-hmm. like to get us to read stuff that we maybe not wouldn't always normally would read. read. And on that note, let's yeah. go to the epilogue. Let's go to the epilogue. Let's do it. The epilogue. So next time, what are we reading? Next time we are reading. The Devil Long Caged by Anthony J. Murray. Mm-hmm. Who uh, is from Albany. He's from Albany. Or Troy. Or whatever. Albany, yes. Troy. He is a capital, capital district. He's a capital region person. Um, and he's a friend of one of our of friends. George, yes. yes. And so we're very interested to read uh, what he writes about because it, it all takes place in Albany. Yeah. So, and it's back in our normal genre of mystery, mystery and murders. murders. Yep, yep. Yep. Exactly. So don't run on a trail in the dark by yourself. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> don't get an Uber by yourself. Yeah, no. <laughs> so it'll be very interesting to read, especially like with that lens of, oh, everything I'm going to read, I know where that is or I yeah. know, you know, anything yeah, about that. Yeah, I so, like that, though. I love that. But there, I, There's somebody else who wrote about Saratoga, I want to say, at yeah. some point that I read recently. And I said recently meaning within the last like five years and yeah. i was like oh i can picture this i, can I know this. same cool. i love it I, anytime anytime like a uh a, an upstate new york town gets mentioned I'm like oh my god like, i know oh, that place yes, exactly i've been there i've been there before i love it i love it so we're gonna read that um obviously we are gonna have a fun discussion about it when we're done yep we'll um, have a cocktail we will variety. have a cocktail uh, i promise to be back on the game of thinking of cocktails i, I thought about that, it last night did you late night and yeah. i was like oh i need to look up a cocktail but i was not sober at that point yeah. in time and didn't actually do it because I was texting you about looking at myself in the mirror. So. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, not not the right frame frame of mind for that kind of thing. But um, yeah, we will definitely do a cocktail. Probably something, maybe devil or you know whatever. Figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Maybe there's a cocktail called Cage Devil. Maybe, maybe. I'm, there's a fucking cocktail called literally everything at this point. Yeah. So, or we can just make one up like we did last time. Or we can find a recipe and then totally adapt it because we can't find the shit. Exactly. That's in it. Well, exactly. <laughs> um anyway thanks for listening everybody um you can find us on apple and spotify um great review and subscribe review and subscribe five stars please uh we really want to hear from you you can contact us on our social media you can find us on twitter and on instagram we always post pictures of our cocktails so you can see what they should Should look look like what ours look like what ours look like yeah Yeah, they don't always they almost never look like the cocktail from the recipe picture um and uh, that's basically where you can find us. So uh, please 
I don't know what I was going to say there. I don't know what I was going to say there. Um, Give I us suggestions if you have something you yes, want us to read. Yeah, if you want your... something, we have we have up to I think um, episode twenty maybe right now sure. all planned out. Sounds and good. if you have an idea that you want us to read, send it along to us. We would love to hear it. If it's going to make us cry, we'll think twice, but we will still do it. I, I will totally do it because I just love to cry. Um, but anyway, everybody, thank you again for listening, and uh, please join us next time when we make your to be red pile one book. Less. No! Shorter! <laughs> fucking A! I fucked you up with the crying. I fucked you up with the crying. Oh. Uh, should we do that one again or no? Now nah, let's go with it. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. To Be Read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willey. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turo. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Moffat. <laughs>